1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-hosting the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Hi, Tina. Good morning, everyone. Okay, so there were a few real estate stories that made headlines this week, including this survey from the Ontario Real Estate Association. According to their research, while half the people from 25 to 34 are living with their parents... 91% of millennials, though, still believe that owning a home is a smart financial investment. What do you think? That's right on. And a a big reason why people are still living with their parents is just for that. It's the dream of home ownership. It's it's the Canadian dream. People want to finish up school, settle in, and, you know, they're staying a little bit longer at their parents' house. And even mom and dad are finishing basement spaces or living spaces for their to allow their kids to stay there and save some money. So the other part of the survey is that um, almost 70% of those believe that buying a home in their neighborhood is unaffordable. What's your reaction and, you know, what do you say to those millennials? There's a lot of options available to them if they wanted to stay in that neighborhood. A lot of them are moving out of the neighborhood, but we're also seeing people that have purchased outside of the neighborhood they grew up in. Eventually, they do move back to that neighborhood because now it's their second or third house and they're they're moving back up into their previous neighborhoods. So they shouldn't feel like they have to make it happen right away. They just finished, you know, maybe post-secondary education or trade school. They shouldn't feel like they have to make it happen as soon as they're done, right? No, and that's why that's why the smaller homes are called starter homes. They're they're getting into the market, they're establishing themselves as homeowners and then they can build equity somewhere else and then come back to that neighborhood. And so where do you think that they're looking then? Are they looking beyond 905 to afford that smaller home or a starter home, as you're calling it? There are a lot of areas within the 905 and especially York Region that we can put them into for starter homes. If you look at Georgina or if you're looking around, uh, you know, even north, like if you're going up into Barrie, you've got a lot of communities there that you can get a nice little starter home in and everything's so accessible now with the highway extensions and viva subway extensions into vaughn so there's a lot more options available to them now than there were maybe five years ago so while a lot of people in this survey are you know living back with their parents that's not necessarily a negative thing right it gives them an opportunity to save the money Exactly. Instead of wasting their money on rent, they're actually putting money in their pocket so they can invest it into a home. Okay. So let's switch gears a little bit now and talk about sales in the region. How are we doing? So sales in the region, I mean, for April, they were pretty strong. Remember, we had that one week of the ice storm fiasco, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot going on in April, but we still, I mean, we managed to sell 1,196 homes in the region for the month of April. How does that compare to 2017, which we're not going to compare to 2017, but just for this, <laughs> um, there was 2,052 sales in the region in 2017 for April. So, Wow, that's pretty close. It, uh, it, it's about 800 homes off. So it's, it's not as bad as, as we had expected, but it, it's still a significant decline. But remember, this is when things are going to change. 
because April 20th was the announcement last year about all the changes to the housing market to cool it down, and they did just that. So now we're going to start to see, like if we look at May, May 2017, York Region sold 1,525 homes. That was a 25% decline over April of 2017. We're amping up. So every month we've gone up. Remember in March, the region had sold 1,120 homes. April, 1,196 homes. So we've gone up in sales, even though we had one week less because of the ice storm. Because we, and, and we had some cold weather in April as well. May, we're going to beat that. So if everything continues, now you're going to start to hear how sales are surpassing the levels of 2017. So positive news for the housing market. So here we are this first week in May. What's happening for buyers and sellers out there? It's been hot and wow. not necessarily, you know, temperature wise, which mm-hmm. it has been as well. But the confidence is returning. Buyers are out there. Sellers are starting to see homes move. So that's that's the secondary market. So once they sell, now they're moving up into other homes. So now you're going to start to see that second tier moving. So you've got the 400 to 600,000 moving right now. Those are the starter homes. Now you're going to see the 600 to 800,000 homes moving. And then those people are going to move up to the 800 to a million dollar homes. So things are going to start moving now. And as the weather gets better, the buyers are out there. So um, what's happening in your office right now? What's happening with your agents and, and what are they doing? It's been our appointments are up. So, you know, that's what we judge the market by mm-hmm. it's it's how many people are getting out and looking at uh, properties we had a lot of sales last weekend and and that's continued throughout the week we're starting to see multiple offers again which we haven't seen for a long time wow but we've had multiple offers on our properties we've had our agents competing in multiple offers for other properties and that shows you that there are a lot of buyers out there. Once you start to see multiple offers you know that there's a lot of buyers out and there. And I think that speaks to consumer confidence as well doesn't it? It does. I mean, people are looking at, you know, everything that's happened over the, say, the last year, and it really hasn't affected the housing market as much as people thought it would. So you get that pause where everyone's feeling everything out and trying to see what's going to happen. Is there, is the sky going to fall? And they realize, no, it's not. It's business as usual. We need to get onto the market because prices have continued to climb. Now, I always ask you at the beginning of the month to take out that crystal ball. What do you think May is going to look like? I think May is probably going to be our busiest month in a year. And that's pretty encouraging. All the signs point to it. The weather is getting better. But more so than that, there's a lot of buyers out there that have been sitting on the fence that are now thinking, okay, wait, if rates are going to continue to go up, prices are continuing to go up. I need to get into the market now. So they're, you know, our mortgage brokers, we're going to talk to Lucy in a little bit, and she's going to tell us that she's got a lot of applications on her desk right now. And so you said that prices are going up. Can you tell us a little bit about that average price across the region? What are we looking at? So across the region, you're looking at prices like in, in, say, Aurora, the average for the month was $968,000. If you're looking at East Gwillimbury, $824,000. Georgina, $593,000. King, $1.4 million. Markham, almost $900,000. Newmarket, almost $800,000. Richmond Hill, just over a million dollars. Vaughn, just under a million dollars. And even Stouffville, about $940,000. So the average price continues to climb. It's not as... We saw last year, but you're still looking at two, three, four percent increases in average price. 
And that's going to continue. That's a very healthy increase, and it's going to continue over the year. So you really need to, if you're going to get into the market, you've got to get in. You've got to get in now. It's the, I mean, they say the best time to get into the market is last year, but you know, you got to get in now. you got to jump in. Yeah. Okay, I want to just go back to that figure that you mentioned out of King. Can you repeat that again? The average price in King is $1.432 million. And, you know, they had, so King has 237 active listings right now, which is very low for the region. But they, they also had 22 sales last month, which is huge for King. So, you know, even considering that, you still got an average price point of $1.4 million. And for the for And the is year, that not the, the highest across the region? That's the highest price point. In the region, wow. but King's smaller, so okay. you don't have a lot of competition there, mm-hmm. and you've got a lot of executive homes in that region. So, so that's what accounts for that uh, yes. high price tag. That's right. Okay, so Asif, let's uh, take a break, and when we come back, a look at rising mortgage rates and options for buyers. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thanks, Tina. Happy to welcome back Lucy Galliardi from the Mortgage Center. Welcome back to the show, Lucy. Thanks, Asif. Hi, Tina. Hi, Lucy. Lucy, we heard from some of the big banks this week about uh, increases to fixed rates. What's your take on that, and do we have any solutions for our listeners? Definitely. So while I'm not quite surprised, I'm actually not really surprised at all that uh, the fixed rates have gone up. There's been such an emphasis on the overnight lending rate with the Bank of Canada that most of us have forgotten about the bond yields and the effects that they have on the fixed rates. So with bond yields uh, increasing, fixed rates have gone up as well. Like I said, I'm not really surprised. Um, It Really, we were not going to keep those rates that we had forever. We're still at reasonable rates. But with that being said, there are also other alternatives that uh, that can help a client outside of the bank. So, And I think that's what we need to get into a little bit, right, Asif, is, is just what are those alternatives? Because I think traditionally we go to those traditional lenders. And that's not the only option we have, is it? No, it's definitely not the only options that we have. We have monoline lenders, we have credit unions, there are certainly many other options. And it's really important for a consumer to just to keep open minded about that. And why that hesitation? Like, I mean, why do we think that maybe we can't trust those other options as much as we can the banks? Why do we feel like that's the only place we can go to? Well, it's the fear of unknown. And, you know, when somebody walks into their bank, they generally trust the people that are speaking to them. But and with all due respect to bankers, I'm a former banker myself. You don't know what you don't know. And, And that's from a consumer's perspective as well. So we're used to walking into the bank when really at the end of the day, we become complacent to you know, this this is what the bank says, this is what we have to do. That is, in fact, not the case at all. Um, Mortgage agents and mortgage brokers can certainly give you far more options than a bank can actually give you. And and Lucy, with with the rates, now, 
staying with variable seems to be the right option right now. But just last month or two months ago, we were hearing from the banks that, hey, variable is going up, so you need to lock in. So there seems to be, you know, I, I don't know if it's uh, misinformation or if how do you how do you balance that and how do you tell people this is right time to stay variable how do you tell people hey you should lock in because we just came from a period you know not even two months ago where the banks were saying you need to lock in and then they go ahead and raise the fixed rates so any any so with respect to that uh the variable versus fixed it really is about your comfort level whenever i put a client in a variable rate i'll let them know that, you know, this is what you're in for. These are some of the risks. Your payments may fluctuate. Now, keep in mind that we can certainly put measures in place and we can plan for any type of, uh, you know, variable rate increase and to minimize the effect that that has on a consumer. Um, but at the end of the day, it truly is about your comfort level. I have a client that uh, just actually a couple of clients that have just locked in from variable to fixed. And the only reason they did that is because they're not sleeping at night. They're not comfortable with the variable rate. So when I actually went through all the different uh, measures that we can take to minimize that volatility, they really, you know, at the end of the day, they're just still not feeling good about the fluctuations that could take place. In my opinion right now, variable is definitely a great option, and it's a great option because that spread between your variable rate and your fixed rate is now increasing. You know, over the last year, the spread might have been 0.3, 0.4%, but when you're looking at it closer to 0.75% or even 1%, to me, that's enough of a difference to stay in a variable rate. And then again, just put some provisions in place that minimize the volatility of any interest rates and how that can affect your particular mortgage. So Lucy, as these rates are going up, are you recommending, you know, is it a one or two year fixed mortgage? If people are looking for comfort level, are you recommending a shorter term or do they lock in for the five years? Because if we're looking at comfort level and we're we're trying to see what the banks are going to be doing, typically at this time of the year, you see banks raise rates. It's, you know, the busy time for the housing market and we see this every year. But if we're going to be looking at what's going to happen in October or November or what's going to happen next year. What are you recommending to the buyers out there? Like we need to help them, you know, decipher all of these changes and, and the rate increases. What are we saying? So with respect to short term mortgages, I, I'm not a huge proponent of, you know, the one or the two year. And the reason that I'm not a huge proponent of it is because if a client is, locking into, let's say, a two-year rate, there's a lot of volatility in what's going to happen with the mortgage rates in the next year or two. We really actually need a crystal ball right about now, but, you know, I've been trying to buy one of them for ages and I just can't <laughs> seem to find one. Yeah, they're at a premium. But with that being said, I think that anybody that's taking a shorter term is definitely at a higher risk for um, some rate volatility. I mean, the banks have been, you know, they've been promoting two and three year terms for the last two and three years. And essentially, look at what that's done. So they're 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 giving rate sales at you know two year rate um 
you know, and, and off the top of my head, I can't even remember what they were two years ago. But we are now right in the middle of some serious volatility when it comes to mortgage rates. So I, I unless there's another reason that somebody might require a two year or a three year term, um, children are going to school and they might want to refinance or they might want to move uh to a different province or country or something like that. That's really the only time that I would recommend a two or a three year term. There is not a huge spread between a three year rate sale and a five year rate sale. Um, it, so it, it's, it's half dozen and one six of the other in that situation. So at that point, it's really, really very important to keep all of your options open with regards to mortgage portability. Um, you know, penalties, make sure that you're understanding the terms of your mortgage at this point in time so that you can actually make a real educated decision as to whether a two-year term, a three-year term, or a five-year term works for you. In my opinion, I like a five-year term. And a five-year term variable or fixed? Well, at this point in time, I, because like I said before, the spread between variable and fixed is growing, I might actually even consider a variable because, again, fixed rates are, you know, they seem to be going up. Like I said, though, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, because as Afsif mentioned already, you know, we're getting a lot of mixed messages where it was like, no, do fix, no, do variable. And you're thinking, what am I to do? So you're saying it's got to do with your comfort level? It's got to do with your comfort level. It's got to do with what's, what stage are you at in your life? Um, I have two kids in post-secondary education. I can't have that volatility. So while the right decision might be, you know, the right financial decision or the, the logical financial decision in my situation uh, would be variable rate because I'm, you know, historically I, I would actually save quite a bit of interest even with increasing rates. I can't have that volatility where I don't know what my mortgage payments are. With that being said, I can put provisions in place to make sure that my mortgage payments stay at a certain amount, but I might not be able to sleep at night thinking, I don't know what my balance at maturity is going to be, or I don't know if it's going to end up taking me longer to pay off the mortgage. Tina, you said something that resonates, and, and you said there's mixed messages, and, and being out in the field and talking to consumers and, and home buyers, Lucy, we just had a couple of weeks ago, we had Heather Cooper on talking about the economy and how the interest rates haven't changed. Mm-hmm. And the Bank of Canada decided they're not going to raise the prime rate. Mm-hmm. And now, two weeks later, we get banks increasing the rate. So speaking of mixed messages, what's that all about? Like what caused the banks to say, hey, we're still going to increase our rates? Yeah. So like I said before, variable rates are based on the Bank of Canada overnight rate. A fixed rate is actually based on bond yields. So as bond yields increase the um, the fixed rate is going to increase as well. Again, we need a crystal ball. There isn't a right or wrong answer to whether you should go fixed or variable. You really, a consumer really needs to educate themselves and, and it needs to go beyond what can I afford? What is my payment going to be? It needs to be, where do you see yourself in five years? 
Uh, and do we have do we have a backup plan in case God forbid we lose a job or or our salary is decreased or something like that? Like we we really need to look at things from a very holistic perspective as opposed to what can I afford? Mm-hmm. So basically, what you're saying is there's no method to the bank's madness, and people should talk to a mortgage broker. Yes. <laughs> no, definitely. I, you know, and and going to your bank, your bank will give you, you know, whatever five or six options they have with fixed or variable. You go to a mortgage agent or a mortgage broker and they deal with upwards of 20 different lenders, 20, 25 different lenders. Each of those 25 different lenders has five or six options, if not more. So... You, really, it is it is very beneficial for you to, to work with uh, a mortgage agent. You have more options. And with a mortgage agent, you choose what you want in most situations. You have control over where you want your mortgage to be or, you know, where you see yourself in five years. Again, being a former banker, you just don't get that advice from bankers. Okay. Great advice, Lucy. Thank you again for uh, joining us, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and the hot listing of the week. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Asif, time now for our listener questions. You all set? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. The first one comes from Jerry and Markham. He works in the trades and is interested in renting a space to start his business. How does he begin to look for commercial space? Great question, Jerry. We do a lot of commercial properties, and and basically we need to know what you're looking for. Do you need higher ceilings? Do you need a drive-in door? Do you need, uh, you know, a loading dock? And how much space do you need? There's a lot of options out there, and there's also also sublease options available for you as well. So, uh, you know, let's get to know what you're looking for. And sometimes there's like if you're looking for automotive or industrial, there's certain areas that you need to be in because they're zoned for that. And we'll have to find the the right place for you. It sounds um, very similar to the process of selling a home or buying a home, where you're going to have that first conversation with your agent, with your broker, to figure out, okay, what are your needs, what are your wants, and and then go from there, right? There is, and it's a little bit trickier as well because it depends on zoning for yeah. commercial properties. So we need to take that into consideration and then figure out where you want to be. If you want to be in a high traffic area, you're going to be paying more rent. There's, a, you know, if it's a bigger plaza, you might have more TMI, which is taxes, maintenance, and insurance, which you have to split with everyone else in the plaza. So it just depends on what your budget is, what you're looking for, and if you're willing to share space or if you want something freestanding. There's a lot of variables that go into it. And once we take a look at what your needs are, we can actually point you in the right direction. Wow. Lots to consider there. That's why he's the expert. Okay. Our next question comes from Linda in Richmond Hill. And um, we're hearing this a great deal lately, right, Asif? She wants to invest in what seems to be the hot condo market. She is particularly interested in a two-bedroom condo. So she wants to know, are there new condos in the region with two bedrooms, and what's that average price looking like? 
There are a lot of condos that are two bedrooms. There's also one plus one where the plus one could be as large uh, as a, a bedroom. So you can use that as well. So again, more options available to you. The hottest areas for condos right now are Vaughan, Richmond Hill, and Markham. Markham, downtown Markham is actually really popular right now because of York University coming in. And of course, Vaughan with the city center and the subway coming in there. So there's a lot of options available. It depends on Again, what you want to do with the space if you're renting it out, you know, there, an option could be in downtown Markham to use it for student housing. And you could, if you look at downtown Toronto and, and what U of T has done for that area for the condos, you've got condos that are two bedroom renting out for $3,300 to $3,600 a month. So again, we need to see what you want to do with it, what your investment strategy is, and then we can point you in the right direction there. And do you have sort of a price point that she could look at? Because she's asking about the average price. The average price for a, a two-bedroom, you'd be starting at probably about 460 to 480 and it could go up as high as 520 530 Okay, so lots of information there for Linda in Richmond Hill. Okay, just before we go, Asif, we're thrilled to welcome back Heather to share this week's Hot Listing of the Week. Hi, Heather. Hi there. This week we've got a gorgeous home. It's in Markham's prestigious Cornell community. It's located at 272 Country Glen Road. That is at 9th Line and Highway 7. This home is three bedrooms, three bathrooms. It's got a fabulous layout with a formal area and separate family room. It's got main floor laundry with a walkout to a beautiful backyard with interlock um, and a hot tub. And best of all, it's got a huge double car garage and two parking pads. So parking for four cars, which is very rare. Um, This home is listed at $988,000. Wow, that sounds amazing. It is. And, and, you know, the interesting thing about this home is it's got a huge lot. It's it's a wider lot than most of them. And in Cornell, if you're familiar with that community, it's... The, the, the space between the housing is pretty tight. So this one has a huge side yard, which, which leads you to the back, and that makes it stand out. And where's Cornell again? Ninth Line and Highway 7 area. It goes up to uh, around the 16th Avenue. It's It's a really exclusive community, very tight-knit, lots of activities. So, Heather, tell us one more time the highlights of, uh, of this property. The highlights of this property are the rare oversized lot, um, the parking for the four cars, as well as um, the community. Cornell is a wonderful community. I actually live there. Okay. And the listing uh, price one more time. Okay. That is $988,000. Okay. Terrific. Uh, Heather, thanks again for joining us. Thanks so much. Okay. We're out of time. Remember, if you need to uh, connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.